Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. They said we would never be back. Nick, you would never guess. Who tried to stop us from being back this week? Who tried to stop us, Brett? A little friend called Hungry Jacks. Ah. <laughs> I, ha- I don't know if you know this, Nick. Yeah. I've recently given up alcohol and, God, I have turned into a fucking porker. As soon as I see KFC or Hungry Jacks, I'm fucking on. Oh, man. I think I'm at the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really? You think this is the podcast for you? The so be chunky but funky guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you? So when did so, – yeah, we'll, we should introduce our guest. Uh, yeah. Our guest today is the amazing comedian Ben Lomas. Give it up. Uh, hello, 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 hello. Uh, it's, well, it's crazy. We're in a bar. We're all sober. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, I needed one this morning. Oh, I, I could just – see that little bent spoke behind the bar then I was like fuck I wouldn't when, mind when did you go on a frenzy break so you haven't had any alcohol so well I should I up. should maybe share the story as to why what was the tipping point for me giving how up? many kids did you run over <laughs> <laughs> seven <laughs> the end um well I went on a, I what what I mean I've been trying to give up I thought about giving up alcohol for a year I've seen you do it I've yeah. seen Cody do it uh Harley said it was the best year of his life yeah and I was like was oh, yeah I don't know <laughs> well he's definitely doubling down now yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah you didn't drink is he, that as that how he, uh, you he, take a year off and go oh I'm gonna drink for Two years in one year. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's he's, he's on overtime. He's pulling a double shift. Yeah. Um. I, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but then we. I went on to a a, a boys trip in Thailand. Now it wasn't oh, me right. that did this, but a friend on the trip did something stupid, and I was there to witness it, and that was enough to make me want to stop. Whoa, it uh, must have been pretty stupid. It must have been really stupid. Oh, God, we mm. can't talk about it clearly. No, no, no. It's almost like I'm using in the third-person point of view here, <laughs> and it's actually myself. Uh, oh, well, you fooled me. Yeah, I tricked you. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so, bad. Well, uh, well, this particular friend uh, <laughs> thought it might be a good idea to try and – uh, in Thailand, it's legal to smoke weed now. <laughs> You're that and, guy. <laughs> and it's it's legal to have edibles and things like that. And this particular friend thought it was a good idea to potentially try and smuggle drugs out of Thailand. That is the dumbest I, thing I've yes. ever heard. Yes, well, he is an idiot. That lucky <laughs> I was there to oversee it all. That is it's phenomenal. Kind of- it's kind of weird because you get drunk when you're younger and you yeah. get fucked up for like a week or whatever. You do yeah. heaps of crazy shit. Yep. And for some reason, there's nothing in your brain to go, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should cut back. Or well, it yeah. depends you know, on like, what kind of person you are. Because yeah. I reckon I've, I've been like that. that. I always had one part was just like stopping it, like just stopping it. It was like, no, nah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't drive right now. I still had I still had that cog yeah, in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I, I have that cog, but unfortunately the cog uh, of my mates already had an <laughs> edible that day and he was feeling quite confident. Yeah. So he decided this mate decided because of the plane ride six hours or nine hours and then we're gonna be in the airport for another two. I he thought it would be a good idea to there's two edible like he had an edible during the day. And normally he was only Jesus. having hard and half an edible and it was ruining him. But it's, like he, Jim, it's like Jim Morrison. Yeah. You know the story of Jim Morrison? No, I don't. So Jim Morrison, when he left Amsterdam, he had like a big block of hash. And then they were like, you can't take this out of the country. So he just ate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a Mars bar. And supposedly spent the trip just yelling. <laughs> That's how he wrote Love Me Two Times. <laughs> just, on the, just on the plane going, Love Me Two Times. <laughs> Look, after what this mate did, I think he can relate to the yelling yeah. for an hour. Oh. So, so he, 
So he put two edibles, which is four times the amount he has previously consumed, Jesus. into his mouth because he assumed they wouldn't dissolve when he'd be through customs <laughs> quite quickly. <laughs> But unfortunately, due to some security reasons Why and something- Why would he not think it would dissolve? I, I don't, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know, he wasn't thinking. That's what they called edibles. Yeah, but they were quite hard. <laughs> I get where he's coming from. They were quite hard. But what kind of edibles? So it, they were kind of like, you know, like a bag of snakes alive or something, like yeah. a bag of snakes. Yeah. But you know when they sometimes like they're rock hard, those snakes, you know what I mean? You go, yeah. oh, I could hold that in my mouth for 45 minutes before it would disappear. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're soft lollies. They're soft lollies. Okay. You give them to children so they dissolve yeah. in your mouth. Okay. Snakes well, alive becomes well, snakes asleep. <laughs> no, no, it becomes snakes having a panic attack on the plane and questioning his existence. Yeah, the, the snakes actually do become alive and you see them crawl well, out of your mouth. Snakes sees forward in time. <laughs> Dude. Well, cut to, so you're right, and where were you on the fucking day? And security stopped his friend because he lost his laptop or something, but oh, they were dissolving is, at such a rapid rate. This is giving me anxiety. I'm, I'm having a panic. Well, attack. a mate, another mate was also doing the same thing, but he was smart enough to spit his out on the only bin. But the other mate in question still had two in his mouth that were rapidly dissolving. And by the time he got 45 minutes an hour through customs, they had both gone. Um, oh. They were, and at first he thought it was funny and it was okay, and, and he's going to get through this. Yeah. And I, he went into the lounge, and you, he, he went white. His eyes went red, and I don't know, but I'm just assuming he went into the bathroom and had to have a cold shower and proceeded to have a panic attack for an hour and had to talk himself off a wall because he thought he was going to be on board of fucking security as the only person to try and smuggle <laughs> drugs out of Thailand ever. What a fucking moron. Man, yeah, out of Thailand. That's like, worthy of one of those funny news stories at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a uh, stupid Australian <laughs> has tried to smuggle drugs out of Thailand. But that's what I thought the headline. Of my friend dying were going to be By storing them in his mouth yeah. Anyway We're going to cross the line <laughs> To his dead corpse And his unsurprised mother Yeah But his family around him Laughing Bogan writes New Doors album On the plane <laughs> But then So he had uh, To the point where He was having it at, Like in the lounge He had to have a chat To someone and saying I don't think I can get on the plane. I'm very nervous. I think I need to call an ambulance or go to a hospital. And this other mate was like, shut your fucking mouth. You're going to get on the plane. It's going to be okay. And then I had to, he had to go through one more customs God, the mate check. must have been so relieved once he got on the plane. Oh, my Lord. Everyone else had no idea how bad the panic attack was besides the one person who was, my, who was their you, support animal. You, I assume this mate would have just gone through his head like, I'm going to jail. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to call my parents. Yes. I have to get a lawyer. Well, also, when you go, I go, well, I need to get a doctor – but how do I explain to him why? Oh, because I had edibles at the airport because I was trying to, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to end up in a Thai jail. And I was like, yeah. man, I should have taken those Muay Thai fighting classes two years ago so I could at least defend myself <laughs> when I was having a panic attack about that. And then I was trying to shit him and uh, he was trying to shit him and vomit him out. And then but eventually got onto the plane and watched Finding Nemo and passed out for seven hours. So oh, yeah, but maybe would have definitely slept with that much stuff yeah. in your system. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Re he didn't realize that edibles. It's going to be a hard one to edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing it. I don't give a fuck. 
But no, but I, I. But they turn into a hallucinogenic yeah. once consumed. Yeah. I, but I also I had a mate who may or may not have lived in the Netherlands uh, on his gap year, <laughs> where he would uh, go to a coffee shop said in Holland, and he would smoke weed. And right at the end, after smoking weed with Italian tourists, he'd be like, oh, "I'm a bit hungry," and there was always cupcakes there, and he would buy one of those cupcakes. And then he'd get home and then wonder why the room would be spinning. And he did that for three months until he realised those cupcakes were edible. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, at least my friend learned quickly. I, uh, I, I, find it, I find it easier now to stop alcohol because of, uh, because of weed. I really? Find it after I do a gig, right, and I, I can't wind down. Yes. I'm like... I come back because like, he killed. I, I'm a knight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> you killed the audience's morale of ever enjoying yeah. comedy. I'm again. on the hands of the people. I'm like, put me down here, guys. You know, when they say you, when they say it's that ringing in your ears, it's actually just the continued booing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the continued appraisal. Um, oh wow! I, I saw the Louvre again at this open mic night. You know? <laughs> it's, it's the only crowd. It's yeah, the only crowd to have PTSD. Yeah. Gee, I saw the Vincent um, Van Gogh of uh, stand-up. Yeah, I wanted to cut off my ears. <laughs> One ear. I, I wanted to cut off my ears because I've never yeah, heard anything yeah. so beautiful. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear it end. Also, I was praying that Vincent Van Gogh was the guy who cut his ear off because that's the only thing I know about you got one it, you artist. Got it, you Did got I? It, you yes. got it, you got it. Also, Dutch. Dutch like, as well. Like Ben's mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben's mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember had one guy who found out I was Dutch and he goes, do you, like, do you know Vincent Van Gogh? I'm like, he's, he's, like, he's dead. No, no, no. I'm like, are you related to him? I'm like, mate, what do you, how big do you think Holland is? is and it? yes, I am. <laughs> now, I went, I, the first time I went to Amsterdam, I mean, I can tell this because this is actually my story, but I, I, I did the classic tourist thing of like, oh, I'll just go get some, have some weed. And the guy obviously went, yeah, fuck this guy, and just gave me the worst joint ever. And I got so high that I like, I. He probably it, just gave you a normal joint. He probably just gave me a normal joint. <laughs> yeah. But I got so freaked. I was, I wanted to go. See, what's that? The lady that lived in the attic. What's her name? Anne Frank. Anne Frank. I wanted to go there, but I couldn't get in there. The line was too big, and I was too overwhelmed. Yeah. So I just went to the Heineken Museum by myself, and they had a rugby machine that you could do a digital scrum. Oh yeah. So yeah. I just did a digital scrum instead of going into the Anne Frank Museum. <laughs> that is great. I because I worked in the red light district in Amsterdam. It, uh, man, I didn't know this as well. Man, but th there's. The you red light, butt back then, <laughs> dude. People pay to fuck you. There's the red light, and then there's a purple light, yes. which means different things. Different things but I yeah. was, I got drunk with a local that his little tiny I love bar. How you're explaining. Amsterdam to him. <laughs> but he still looks so Australian. It still looks like I've been there more times than him. Yeah, totally. Listen, totally. listen the, there's waterways there. There's boats. Yeah. Okay, also. The Golden Canals. <laughs> they like bicycles. They wear clogs there. They got a wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, the, I sat at this bar and I was playing a betting game with the bartender uh, and we'd look at a guy and go red light or purple light. We had to call it and put oh, like yeah. a put a put a dollar down on but the bar. Sure, there'd be different yeah, yeah. odds on that because purple light. Yeah. Man, purple light was a lot more busy than you thought. Wow, mm. that's surprising. Red lights, ladies, and purple lights, mystery. Well, I remember oh. when I worked in the red light district, and I remember I was working behind a bar, and they said because I was new, I'd had to go get the uh, dinner, and dinner was like at one o'clock before the massive rush. Um, uh, one o'clock in the morning, and I remember I was like, "Dinner's at one o'clock in the morning for the bar staff." Oh, so, right. so, 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 and that was you like get at the rush before. Whoa, wild! But I remember I was like, like, yeah, we're going through the red light district and all that kind of stuff. But we were right on the fringe, 
And so he goes, okay, it's one o'clock. Here's orders, right? And he goes, like, oh, where do you go? And he goes, just uh, walk out here, take the first tight laneway uh, there. When you get to uh, the uh, um, sex worker with the spider uh, web on her belly, take a sharp left, go past uh, 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 all the windows, and then you'll see the sandwich stand. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, oh. so I remember I was like, go down there. And it was like, it was absolutely packed. Like people everywhere. Go down the laneway, right? I see the, I see the one with the spider. I'm like, oh, there she is. But then she opened the door. She goes, you want to come in? I was like, oh, no, no, no. No, you're, I, I'm going to get sandwiches. <laughs> then I remember I was like going past and then I was like, uh, then I just was so bamboozled that I bumped into this like really skinny Irish guy and uh, and I knocked him out. I was like picking him up but then I realised he was about to go have sex with one of the largest uh, sex workers I'd ever seen. I was like, you know, what, whatever you're into. Different flights yeah. with different bikes. Exactly. And then I remember by the time I got to the sandwich place, I was just so exhausted and I was like, oh, and then ordered the sandwiches back. And I remember just going, is this my life now? Is this what I, Long story short, the spider lady sucked me <laughs> off and I had nothing to do with it, all right? I don't know. That I was the best sandwich I've ever yeah. had. Well, but then it's like weird because like I, I heard the story, I was like, because I was like, I said to my Dutch mates, like, have you been? They're like, no, no, no. Because in Holland, right, because yeah. it's so, you just, they don't go. Also, when they take drugs, they all smoke weed at like 13 and go, yeah, whoop de fucking do. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, the rate of people smoking weed is so low. In the Netherlands. Really? It's so low. It's just dumb tourists going, yeah, yeah. And then at the at the bar across from the club I used to work at, they used to have uh, eight, like uh, pillows, like a, oh, this is so fucked up. They used to have pillows, uh, like, so in like a bucket. So what happens is when people, what happens is like tourists, especially Americans come out and they'd green out, but they'd fall straight down. So what they do is they try and, they couldn't catch them. They throw the pillow and try and land it between their head and the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> you get to keep the tip jar if you're fucking. Yeah, like, no, but like, I don't know if seeing it, but they just throw this like big, like, sort of like mat, and then they just hit there and they're like, hey, yeah, good yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good. It's such a, like, it's like, oh, we missed, he's dead, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you can't win them all. Right, it's like people getting recessed all the time. It's like hoopla for stoners. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I went there, I did the classic tourist thing, smoked a joint, got too high, had to go back, to, I got lost on the way back to my hotel, and I just had to watch King of the Hill for 12 hours just to sober up. I just needed something simple. King of the Hill. But the next day I went to the, the like, man, you got to go to a sex show. But I was there by myself. So I rocked up with a big group of people to a live sex show. It's so funny. And it's not what you, like, you no. think it's going to be Did you cool. go afternoon yeah. or evening? Man, I don't know. It was definitely, it was definitely not the main people on. It was it, a guy looked like Kenny <laughs> Powers. The open micers. It was the open no, mic no, bracket. If you go in the afternoon, quite often it's just couples. They don't get paid very much. Couples just love to fuck in public, oh. and it's so funny. And did you go to the one where it was the revolving? The, did you go? To the, did you go to the Pink Palace? Is that the one you went no, to? No, I went to one. It was like, and it had like church booths, and then there was a guy who looked like Kenny Powers. And he had like Oakley wraparounds, oh, and he was just—he was, but he was doing it to like, like, like music. He was like, and then when the bass dropped, he like kind of like lifted her up and flipped her, and then started doing a doggy or whatever. It's, it's hilarious. But it was a great entertaining show. But I was like, I'm just here by myself. This but is a sad thing. Were, were, were heaps of people laughing? <laughs> Yeah. Because a lot of people are laughing because they're just like, what are we doing? This is hilarious. Like, like I found myself laughing my ass off because I went with like Aussie mates. Because my Dutch mates are like, I was like, I want to go to one. No, like, we don't Why would, why, we're not going to one. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was going to have to wait until Aussie's mates came to visit me. And there was one guy, Charlie, who was uh, an American exchange student, but ended up staying there for 10 years and doing sex shows. 
And so, and I, I remember, it was like, <laughs> really? and that's, yeah. And so he just stayed there for ten years. He goes, I get paid really well. I bought a place in Amsterdam, but he had a finishing move, and we'll just have to try to finishing move. He had a finishing move. Fatality. <laughs> so he he the finishing move, is, and it'll be on a like a turning circle, like like a dinner plate kind of thing. And then he he would be doing a doggy style, and they're like, put your hands together for Charlie. I think it was Fiona, and then he'd like, but he let go of her hips, and then lick his fingers, and then touch his eyebrows, and put his hands in the air like gums, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a great finishing no, move. No, but I just remember I was like, because when he'd come into the bar sometimes and have a knockoff, and I was like, well, how did you get, how did you get into it? And he goes, literally, someone came up to me, gave me a card, and he goes, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, once, once in a lifetime in Amsterdam, and he goes, and it was before social media, so he's like, now, but then once he accepted it, and you know, and I, th- I didn't ask him how much he got paid, which I regret, but it's like. 10 years. 10 years doing that in front of a live audience. Fuck. Ten years. Has he got a piece on him? What's that? He's Huge. Yeah. Huge. Is it, is oh, I'm out then. <laughs> it's hard enough with one person laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, it's like just, babe, not now. Yeah, yeah. But it's fascinating because like it's, it's as seedy as that place is, like, you know, some in some places it's like unionised, sex work, like all that kind of stuff. But it's just so funny when you meet people who've come from another country and chosen to do that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I found bizarre. Like, yeah. like I was like, what were you studying? Like, like yeah, like it's just like clearly... I had, had this crazy mate, Mick, and he was a great rugby player, but he'd never been outside of Moree. Like, he'd never been outside of this fucking country town. He played, played a rugby game, and there was a Scottish scout there. And this Scottish bloke came up and said, mate, you do, want, do you want to come to Scotland and play rugby? Because he, he's an insane player. So he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Puts yeah. him on a plane, flies him to England, and he's like, nah, nah, the, um, the team isn't ready yet or whatever. Um, I'm just going to take you to Amsterdam. So he's like, just, he's 19 years old or whatever, like hard as nails, like crazy guy. Um, but he was like, he just had a mental breakdown, flew him straight to Amsterdam. As soon as he gets off the plane, he just. Can I add a cue? This sounds yeah. really creepy. Did he wear a dryer bone and have a hat? Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, 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 but this is just a one-off story. Oh, okay, he okay, okay. He didn't settle in Amsterdam. No, no, no. I just it, remember meeting a guy from country yeah. wearing a dryer bone. That's uh, everyone from the country. Also, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, but ago, who wears a dryer bone in a Cooper? Also, a story about, yeah, I met Anne Frank or whatever. <laughs> everyone in Amsterdam knows him. What a fucking idiot. And then you go, oh, country? Yeah, this guy I met had a dryer bone. Yeah, Was yeah. it him? You fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> The guy I met, he drove a Land Cruiser Ute. Like, oh, wow. Oh, His car had four wheels. Did you know him? When he got to Valid Amsterdam. <laughs> did he get so stoned? Or Man, what he got to Amsterdam. He got off the plane, so he'd just never seen a city before. He said he just saw this guy crying his eyes out, beating his head against a telephone pole. And he just had For a... For mass, it's okay. <laughs> All the lights, bright city yeah. lights. He just like sat in his hotel room, and then the coach is like, Man, I'll take you. I'll take you to, you know, have sex, you know. Oh, Jesus a, and Christ. the coach took him. Seems he, wrong. He said it was the most yeah. beautiful woman he's ever seen in his whole life. And he went there and, they, you know, he did it. And he's like, she's like, oh, just put the condom in the bin, right? And he's like, oh, that was so cool. Uh, that was so beautiful. That was the best. Puts his foot on the pedal and it comes up. And the bin is like a quarter full. Jesus. And then he just went back to the hotel room and cried for 
<laughs> a it, whole day. <laughs> but I mean, what do you think yeah, is going to yeah. be in the bin? But it's also, but then it's also the naivety of a nineteen-year-old. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, like I, I remember like meeting. I'm when, her only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. But uh, the but poor also, guy. Fucking oh, poor the poor girl. As but well. also, yeah. but like, so for instance, like the, the busiest time in the red light district of people, like, oh, is it summer? Is in the Netherlands? Is it when it peak tourists? It's like no, mm. the busiest day is their version of Boxing Day sales. So all the women are shopping, and all the men are like, "We're going to the pub." Ah, oh, so the ladies are in the city at Maya uh, yeah. with a twenty percent off, and they're down there. Yeah, and so it's just yeah. like the, the, the like it's so insane. Like, oh. it's so seedy, but then it's also the, 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 like, cause I remember, like, there was one sex worker who'd come for a knockoff drink at our work, but then, you know, she had two kids, uh, both putting them through private school, single mum, but then worked in Amsterdam, but lived literally on the other side of Holland. So we traveled two and a half hours to get there just so she could keep, like, her identity, you know, as secure. So, yeah, yeah. Like, occasionally she'd come across, like, an old schoolmate where you're just like, it does get awkward. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. she would refuse service to anyone who she knew. Like, it's, 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 it is a world I would never want to be part Man, of. Man, it's so crazy because in Europe, I think we've talked about this a lot. Yeah, like, we always I mean, talk in, about Europe. In, in, UK, <laughs> in UK, people lead a double life. So they're like, it's like in Australia, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you can fly to Perth. And there's a likelihood you'll know somebody Absolutely. or, but now, or what, you'll what run it, into somebody. What is it now? Like seven degrees of separation just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it like 2.7 yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Here. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I worked in this fucking five-star eating house or whatever right. in, in, in the UK and you had all these rich UK guys and they'd come in, they all drove Ferraris and shit and they're like, yeah, we're, we're flying to um, Croatia for the weekend. Or we're flying to bloody Bratislava or something for the weekend. You're like, why would you go there? Oh, just yeah, good it, place. Good, you know, there is no good scenery. <laughs> in, also, in I'm getting sucked off in my Ferrari <laughs> on the highway. It's sick. And then I went to Bratislava and I was like, it's like, you know, a town with just all these British style pubs. And you're like, oh, I wonder who you're catering for. Yeah, you know, uh, they just go there. But also, it's like, what's fascinating is like people go, well, who goes there? And I was like, I saw so many fights in the street in Amsterdam because what happens is you'd have two English, it doesn't matter what league it is, yeah. like, you know, Norwich, yeah. sixth division, yeah. grand final, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, then it's already decided that what they'll do is whatever happens is whoever wins the grand final, they win. But then those two teams will meet in the streets of Amsterdam and fight. Yeah. Are you saying the English people are the worst cunts in the world and ruin all I'm culture everywhere? Because oh, I fucking am. I hate him. Oh, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, but Lomas, we've got you here for a reason. Yes. Now, this is flat stick. We only normally talk about cars. We normally don't have comedians yes. on. But you are undertaking a fucking wild project at the moment and I want to fucking know everything about it. What is it? Uh, okay, so currently uh, I have an old uh, Val 67 VC. Can't nice. believe this. Um, and I've had that since I was 21 years old. And did you lose your V plates in there? No. Well, my, this is my first car. No, it didn't. Because my first car was a Hillman Superminx, yep. uh, which is 1947, double clutch. That was my first car, which you'll love is that was my family's car that they bought in the 80s for $300 when they migrated here. And then that was our family car. Okay. Uh, and then that was handed to me when I was 18. But well, I still love that car. We don't have that car anymore. But I always remember because uh, my parents, because they thought I was going down the wrong path, decided to take out a loan and ship me to a private school. 
And so I remember when I was 18, I rocked up in a pretty much rundown 1947 Hillman Supermix, <laughs> which the windows would fall down, you could smell petrol in it, it was double clutch, you, didn't, you didn't need a key to start it, you just yeah. turn on the ignition and then off you went, you know, just pulled the choke and then, <laughs> right. And then I loved it because... Full chitty chitty bang bang. It, it was yeah, a bit like that. up at the front. <laughs> well, my mates always talk about how I've, I had eight of them in there once and then as a joke, I thought this was funny, but they all talk about how, I was like, guys, watch this, we're going 80, now watch is I'm going to slam on the brakes and it took 200 metres to stop. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons thing, put it in eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and so I remember, because I remember, like, again, I didn't get along with the other kids because they were all rich and I'm there in a fucking school uniform. And I remember once in maths class, uh, someone goes, whose shit car is that? And I go, and his name, you know what, his name, his name's James Fry. He's very wealthy. I'll put his name there to it. Fuck you, James, yeah, you little cunt. Right. And he goes, he's very wealthy. He owns one of the big skyrides in the building like he's the most loaded guy and he goes whose shit heap is that and I said that's mine and he goes um, he goes uh, he goes oh it probably doesn't even start and I go I bet you 50 bucks that I can start it with anything you give me right here <laughs> and he's like what I was like nah he's like nah I was like here's the keys I reckon I can open it and start it and it's one of the greatest moments because he goes here have my donut I went, fine. And so everyone was like looking at the maths class and I walked out, walked in there, just hit the window, just came down, <laughs> opened the door and then just ate the donut, turned the car on and drove off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so good. King like, of the hill. Like, just like, felt good. So then uh, that was 18 and then I was 21. Our other family car was he dad upgraded from a forty seven to a nineteen sixty seven VC, and he goes Beautiful. and then he dad bought a Calais, which was hilarious at the time. Like, That's awesome! Like a Calais. <laughs> God, I wish my family had a Calais. They were the coolest cars ever. Dude, Dude, they're so, way too much power. They're too big. <laughs> they're, they're too big. You yeah. could fit. They're so fucking. Ma- it's like driving a fucking. Two but coffins an, around or like something. The biggest engine under uh, just a simple sedan. It was like uh, it's an eight, but it could have been a twelve. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. It's so big. And then I remember, like, I remember once just going, like, I remember borrowing it once and just going, Dad, look, what's the? He goes, Yeah, well, I, I made a wrong decision here because this is way too, like, you know, it just goes too. Well, fast. he's used to cars that take two hundred meters yeah, to break. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah, yeah. Stole that thing. Well, this is a bit faster than the uh, European and the sixty-seven <laughs> Valiant I had. Man, those Calais, you need like a fucking tugboat to get into a car yeah. bot, you know, just like bang, 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 you know what I mean? They're fucking nightmare. And it's really funny because that the Val was our family car, so much so that I remember we'd go on our family holidays and we drove it out to Kangaroo Island with six people in it. So both my grandparents from Holland and a family of four, three across the front, three across at the back, and we drove all the way uh, to Kangaroo Island. So drove there, drove to Adelaide and caught the ferry back. And I remember as a kid, uh, it was all dirt roads, right? And so it was bumpy. And so dad just went about 30 kilometres an hour because he was too scared that the suspension would go on the valve until an old bloke came over and went, mate, don't you know, if you just go over the bumps fast, you won't feel it. <laughs> and he's like, right. He's right. <laughs> right. And, then like, and then I remember just flooring at 110 or, you know, it's in miles, so like 65 miles just going, fucking dad, just holding on. And, and, all, and if I think about it now, all I can think about is my grandparents just going, why did my daughter move to Australia? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So that was handed to me when I was at 21. That was my car for, like, even earlier, probably like even 1920. That was my car. I went to festivals with that car. I love that car. Yeah. Right? yeah. So then you've moved on since, but did you leave it in a shed somewhere, family property? Where so is it? I left it outside 
at a share house for like two, three years, right? Yeah, in Melbourne. Talk, uh, in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and then I kept like sort of tinkering, like like just just like not looking after it. Is it straight like, six or a V eight? Uh, straight six. Yeah, yeah. So, but they did make V eights because they did make V eights. Uh, in 67 But then they were used as cop cars ah. So then they were used as cop cars in South Australia So, But this one was just the V6 And they only made it for like 66 to 67 yeah. And then released some at 68 But it was just There weren't that many around Because they yeah. then had to sort of build it And have the steering shaft on the other side Like blah 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 But then we bought it And then dad converted it to LPG no <laughs> yeah, right So but, but then if I think about it Like I remember travelling to Tokemore For Confest oh, yeah. Right And then I was like I remember filling it up So fill a full tank of petrol Right A full tank of LPG I remember filling up for LPG For 14 cents a litre like, yeah. like 14 cents a litre I had no money And I could drive from Melbourne All the way to Tokemore Which is like 450 kilometres Like if that yeah. And then I'd be like And then And I remember I could go there And then every time I had to overtake I would I'd have to switch to petrol To get a bit of Bum into it And but, then overtake But LPG You just lose so much Fucking boot space yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely And we did And again and, But then it was like The money back then we saved So Cut back to now it was stuck at my dad's, though my dad's an, uh, also an industrial designer, so he has a workshop, and so it's been stored with a cover over it, and it sat there for 12 years. Really? Oh, wow. 12 years. So it's in the shed, and then you well, just- it's not saw- in the shed, it's outside. It's outside. So it's yeah. outside. So dad just like kept going, what are you going to do with it? What are you doing it? And so then he got a club rego, and he's like, keep paying for it. Didn't pay it, right? Didn't yeah. pay it. I just like left going, and I just sat there, sat there until dad was like, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm like, good on you. Don't give a shit. It was back. And I already had kids by then. Like yeah. I was, you know, it started becoming a full-time comic, barely make any fucking yeah. money. I was like, like I have cash to spend on this. And then one day he just goes, uh, he goes, that's it. It's, it's a wreck now. They've told me to get rid of it. I'm like, nah. He's like, what? He goes, let's do it. He's like, what? Let's fix it up. He goes, are you serious? I was like, he goes, it's going to cost a bit of money. I was like, you know what? And long story short, I was like, when am I going to have this chance to fix up a car with my dad? Yes. I was like, and like, this was dad's car. Then he gave it to me. I've let it go. And so he goes, okay, well, you got to set aside time for this. And so there is, we open it up. We're like, we'll see. It has, he he said he hadn't turned it over in six years, been sitting there for 12. And we're like, okay, here we go. Put some petrol in it. uh, And and then we're like, okay, turned it over. Didn't work. I was like, new battery, put a new battery in, turn it over. Didn't work. I was like, okay, could be the starter motor, right? So we take out the starter motor. He goes, well, maybe we can get a replacement starter motor. Then, Long hit the car with a hammer. Like, like, yeah, hit it with a hammer. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, and then we took it out, which was the bit, like a bitch of a thing to do. Yeah. And again, I don't know. We just have one manual and YouTube. Yeah. That is <laughs> no, all we have. No, but that's what I love. That's it's all we a, have. You don't have to be a cars person to enjoy a fucking moment. You can just try totally. and discover and, and learn. Like, my dad actually knows a fair bit, but then when he does it, I'm there on YouTube or looking at the manual. Yeah. You know, like the amount of times I've had to... Uh, convert uh, uh, miles to kilometers. <laughs> like yeah, I'm just yeah. like like all well, the books all in like American language as well. Like and so and, and so anyway. So then my best is dad goes okay. I'll see if I find an auto electrician. <laughs> dad tells his story. He goes to one place in Collingwood. Nah, we don't do them. Try uh, the guy block across the road. Goes across the road. Goes nah. He goes okay. Well, this is guy in Thomas Town called Alonzo. Trying him right. <laughs> so then dad rocks up there, and when he goes rocks up there, he sees a Mercedes leave and goes, well, this is clearly stolen. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then goes, as soon as he walks in there, there's old mate Alonzo and he just looks at her and goes, VC, 67, stay here. Yeah. Right. This is go, the guy. guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. And he comes back and he goes, I've got this one for 200 bucks. 
I was like, and he goes, uh, and he goes, what about the other three there? And he goes, that one I've sold for 800, 600. And his thing is just to get like starter motors and then just recoil them and then just sell them around Australia. That's where he makes his extra money. That's his <sighs> thing. Wow. That's he's like, so like he, he, and you can name your price at that yeah, stage yeah, yeah. exactly because you're yeah. like, who's recalling it? Who's doing this? And I didn't even know that's what you did with the starter motor, yeah, right? Because yeah. we took it apart and then you like look at it and you're trying to work out what the fuck it is. Yeah. So then we and then I remember I'll never forget. It's like we put it back in there, and then uh, it took the what's the what's the round thing on top of the engine. The, oh, the, the air filter. Like yes, the air filter. Took yeah, the air yeah. filter off. So you put a little bit of petrol yeah. in the top. Yeah. Right. And then I it's remember like the pump it, pump it. And then it just turned over. Like, dig, dig, dig. And he's like, oh, maybe it's the fan, mate. Pull it, the fan belt, pull it through. And then I filmed it. And then it just starts. And the yeah. joy ah. in my dad's face is just like, it, it's in my, I will never forget yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, it, it's turned up. We cannot believe it's yeah. turned out like we can't like we still like and so we just put it and then we just drove it around a bit right and then realized that the brakes didn't work <laughs> but, 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 you know what i mean like and then and then we're like oh my god it works like but to get to that point took yeah. us at least a week right but that's great like it's a story you love it it's fun, you, it's so you, you do, fun. you're bonding yeah. with your dad over fucking alonzo it's yeah. great also yeah. yelling at each other yeah 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 like there's so yeah. much yelling yeah, yeah he's like fuck yeah like because we did like an oil change like and he's like i'm not because we don't have a hoist so i had to do an oil change underneath it and i'm like he goes get underneath it get really get underneath it i'm under the screw yeah <laughs> right and where it just pisses out it just pisses out all over me i'm yeah, like yeah. this is not fun Okay, yeah, I'm not yeah. enjoying it right now. Oh, I didn't say it was going to be good or enjoyable. <laughs> but it's like, you know, so oil change, like, and then now at the moment now we're um, draining the brakes, right? So draining yeah. the brake fluid. Bleeding them out, yeah. Yeah, bleeding them out. And again, like I'm there at, at auto bar just going, but saying shit like, yeah, I need to, um, uh, yeah, you know, where you um, you drain out the brake of the, and they, they have to sift through what the fuck are you trying to do? Yeah, yeah. What are you but trying to say? That's their fucking job as well. You know what totally. I mean? So, but I love that you, you don't need to know everything about it. And the only problem I have is when you go into a shop sometimes, and I don't fucking know everything. I don't. I probably know ten or twenty percent of how to fucking fix a car, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. you don't. Yeah. I hate when you go into a shop and someone looks at you like you're the biggest fuckhead. It's like, hey, mate, I'm having a crack. Yes, I don't know the mate, name of it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to learn. You should like that I'm trying to learn. I'm keeping you in a job, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is funny is when you ask for certain bits, so like, so for instance, like, to, even to get like, so in the, in, when bleeding the brakes, you take the cap off and there's this rubber thing on top of where you bleed. Yeah. So it keeps the level right. They don't make them anymore. Of course, yeah. why would they make them for a VC Valiant? So then, yeah. then you're online. Yeah. And my dad is, just, I get a text message, he goes, I found a place. In Austin. <laughs> in Austin. Where they do 3D. It's Austin. Yeah. <laughs> they like 3D uh, and they do 3D modeling and I've got one. I think like, you know, I just, I just bought it online. I, I don't know if he was more excited the fact that he bought something online yeah, or yeah. that he, I think it was a combination Man, of both. Where he's just like, oh my God. And then you come back and you're like, oh my God, this is great. Like, but the problem is, and this is my biggest fuck up, is life would be a lot easier if I kept that club rego going. Because now. Yes. I'm absolutely fucked because uh, it needs to be in mint condition before I get a rego permit. So every time I got to drive in anywhere, which is just a nightmare, yeah. is because I've got to get like that 90 day uh, rego to drive it from A to B. But oh, you can't right. get insured for it easy. You're just driving, shitting yourself, uh, hoping you don't ram into a Lamborghini. Man, my, my old bike was the same. I, I lapsed in um, rego by four months, so they couldn't do it, and I had to take it back over the pits. 
and it's a fucking 1987 bike and they got it was such a fucking nightmare it ended up costing me two thousand dollars all up to get everything and you know one of the things they called me on was which makes no fucking sense you know when you're dinking someone at the back and they got little foot pegs Yeah, yeah they no they're not they're not thick enough Oh, what man. are you talking about? Oh, it man. cost me five hundred bucks to be here. Yeah, for one foot peg. Yeah. What are you talking? And I think it's a nineteen eighty-seven. You're fucking lucky the cunts. And they'd be genuine. Yes, that, that would that would be. Well, a, one a, was genuine and oh, one wasn't. Oh, one was a clothes peg or something like that. Yeah, it was a clothes peg. They technically got me. No, but it, I think it had an accident. I didn't even. I yeah. never even flipped it out because I didn't even think it'd be a fucking factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, but but that's the issue I'm having. So but then the the irony of it all is so so uh, so the, the the body needs a fair bit of work. We found one guy. We found a guy who'll do the upholstery. The upholstery's fucked. Awesome. Like, like it's just like we found one guy who said he'd do it uh, for cash, and then and he works on the same site where my dad does industrial design so we're sort of like you know sort of already outsourcing piece what we're gonna do piece. and again it's already cost me so much money right have you stripped yeah. the car back to metal and you're gonna repaint it what well that's do? the thing so there's like the back panel back left is completely gone so we're gonna have to replace that so it's like well do you place the whole back but then you like see where they've cut it before where they can then cut it again yeah like you know and there's a little bit I'm, rust in the doors which will fuck me if yes. that's the case like i i uh i'm i'm planning to become a family man at some stage like, congratulations so i'm interested in more of this stage right yeah because brett and i we we've fixed our motorbikes for like three days and that's all i could think about and i totally abandoned my partner <laughs> i was just like well, i'd come back and i'd be like all that, this motorbike's really annoyed me. Like, I've got to go back and I've got to oh. fix it tomorrow. And there was nothing else. Hey, do you know how to bog a, a door? <laughs> <laughs> I go straight to a gig or whatever. And I was like, what to get to get this, to work on this project, to get this car, what deal did you make with your partner? Was there a deal? Well, th- that's the thing. <laughs> I Because I'm not one of those guys, yeah. but then I've become one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, I've gone through the angle of I'm learning a new skill. Ah, yes. okay. hey, you know, comedy, I may have to pivot. <laughs> yeah. But, but the also the other ones, and I'm bonding with dad. So sometimes ah, yes. I'll okay. bring my My daughter really likes hanging out. I'm just okay, okay. but she likes hanging out. I wish my son was into it, but he's, he's not. He, yeah. uh, he wants to do his own thing, which is totally fine. But the other thing, the selling point is like I'm bonding with dad, but also I feel like I've got a bit of sway because I'm a comic. I, I do breakfast, I do dinners, I do drop ah, I do pickups. Right. Ah, yes. So I feel like I've got a bit of um, nice. and my, my partner has okay, security. This is good. This is All right, yeah. so mental note, I'm just going to be a better partner to get away with more <laughs> motorbike yeah, adventures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't think I can do that. Uh, just, just so you understand, to do this this morning, right, yeah. uh, and also to watch the World Cup is I made breakfast and lunch at 5.30 this morning. Right. Oh. Right. So to then watch the World Cup and then I'm trying to trade my car in because I bought uh, a new car. Uh, I felt, what If I said to you, what is the most middle class... Uh, a family car I could get living in Brunswick. What would Subaru say? Outback? Correct. <laughs> Man, this is so funny because yeah, this is all comics have a Subaru Outback now. Well, and and they all ring me going, "Hey, what should I get?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Just get a Subaru Outback." <laughs> Nick Cody, friend yeah. of the show, he yeah. rang. He goes, "Man, I want to get this four drive Audi. What do you think?" I said, "Get a Subaru Outback, you yeah. fucking moron." Four wheel drive Audi. I don't know, but he, just, he wanted a four ringer because he just got a fucking job on fucking Triple M or whatever the fuck yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, mate, cool. Do you want to pay $7,000 every service or yeah, do you yeah. want a car that will just work? I said exactly the same. Ben Knight has this uh, Toyota uh, Corolla, yeah. right? 
And he didn't drive it for like four or five months. He was in Queensland during COVID. I hopped in it and it started first go. Yeah, it's and he's amazing. like, man, I might get a new car or whatever. I was like, absolutely what? not. That car... You haven't serviced it in like four years yeah. and it started like it was yesterday. Don't, yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Like, well, after four years of not servicing, maybe sell it. No, yeah, no. Just change the oil. Yeah, yeah. Just change, yeah, you know. But, like, that's, but that's the issue. And that's where like I'm trying to trade in my old car. So I've got a Mazda 6, right, on diesel. But my mechanics, right. Mazda 6 on diesel? Yeah. Oh. So, and again, my-, wow. my How and why? But, Twin turbo? I bet, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it goes. All right, that's, yeah. that's all right. I well, mean, it did when all I'm cylinders worked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, <laughs> like, like, you, got, you got heaps to spare. So, <laughs> so, so I just remember laughing because I was like, I'm trying to trade that in, but the DPF uh, filter always, the light's on, right? Because the filter is clogged. And why? Because I'm driving a diesel in the fucking city. Of course it's going to clog. It's one of those things where you've got to be doing 10,000 Ks a month like, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. able to make it. And so my mechanics just hate the car. They were like, we are not going to service it anymore. You're an idiot. you got a diesel thinking it would help with the environment. You're a fucking idiot. Get it's a decent for, car. It's for long hauls. Yeah. And I was like, can you just, oh, I'm about to trade it. I was like, can you, can you just cut a cord? To stop it flashing with the DPM. <laughs> this Can you just cut a cord? Can you just cut a cord? Just get the pliers out, just, cut the just, cord. Just cut the cord and then I'll just... I'll Show just me it. which cord I need to cut. <laughs> and they were like... And I'll cut it. We're not doing this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because he's like, yeah, well, I, he goes, I don't care if it's becoming, but you can't just... You can't just get rid of the. We, you have to do like an oil change. You have to do like. Yeah. It, there's systems in place to avoid people like you. He said it's up there when you put it there and try and spin the wheels back. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's what he goes. He goes. It's about the same. Yeah. So I'm like. So that's why I was like, when I leave this, I'm going to go get it washed and clean in the hope because whatever money they give me, I'm going to accept because getting rid of a car is hard as it is anyway. But I was like, if I'm going to do a straight swap, I'll try and hopefully get some cash for it. But it is yeah. fucked. I spent 1800 bucks on it. Man, but a trade you're never going to get. If you go up to a car dealership, they're going to fuck you. Absolutely. I, I'd sell it privately, but if you can't be fucked, you can't I, I be fucked. I cannot be fucked. Well, yeah, oh, you've man. lost two grand. But so and then, but so then, you're going to get the Subi? We're going to get the Subi. Okay, nice. I'm, so, oh, yeah, well, I've, I'm, I'm in a similar dilemma because, like, I don't – like, we've, we've got a Golf. You Golf's know? good. And it's it's good. It's a beautiful car to drive. They're expensive to service, but they're really. I really. Like, I had a chance of buying like a one, a 1986 one for four hundred bucks. Man, right? yeah. I I love them. I think I think Volkswagen are a fucking reliable. Doesn't car. Dave O'Neill have one? Oh, oh yeah, Vols- yeah. Dave O'Neill, the cars guy. Dave O'Neill, the guy who gi- the guy who gives you the weakest, wettest handshake in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave O'Neill swears by him, and he must. I think Volkswagens are full. Monday or Friday cars. Like yep. you got because he drives like, a lot in that car. He's got two, and they've one he had him and his wife have had since day one, yeah, which amazing. is crazy. And then you got the, this wagon, and it doesn't stop. And years ago, we spent three thousand on on my partners. Three thousand. We were like, fuck this car. And then now we haven't spent anything on it since. So now we're kind of, hey, we're back in the... It's bit. funny because, and I'm scared. I was like, anyway, so this this uh, this Mazda 6, I've had for, yeah. so I've had this for 10 years. And it's, yeah. been, okay, it's been okay because it lasts maybe a year and a half. And like, if it was up to me, I'd keep it. Like my dad's got an old Astra, 
yeah. that he will. Ne- it just keeps just, going. Just keep going. And yeah. he goes, "Want a new, a new gearbox? I'll put a fucking new gearbox." In. He just he does not want to get a new car. Like he yeah, just yeah. loves it. But you're at, sometimes you're at the point where you spend so much money. But exactly. also, if you love it, you love it. Tell yeah, your dad to get a Calais again, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it because he went for yeah, brother. I'm he, back. He, he, did, he went for a Calais straight back to an Astra. <laughs> <laughs> With the parking slightly easier. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because we we joke about that because like the Val back in the day, I remember like I could park that anywhere, but that's four point seven meters long. Like that is, and I remember just being able to park it in the tight. Like I learned how to park. Because of that car. So even then with the Mazda, like people were like, how do you do it? Like, how do you park like this? Even with the station wagon, I was like, mate, I had a Val. Like, you know, like, you, you know. You know the- how I park? I got a fucking, uh, <laughs> I got a, a tow ball on the back. I just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> but even there, but like that trick where um, people always say, just park with your mirrors. I reckon that was the biggest tip that ever gave me. Like, I, yeah. I'm sneaky. I always try and look in the reflection of the mirror. Yep, that's I, great. On the window of a shop and then you can see right to the but end. I'm about to get a car where I've never had one of those. I'm going to have one of those reverse cameras. Man, oh, that, yeah. car, that car will park for itself and it breaks for you as well. Oh. It's awful. Um, we've got to leave you there. <laughs> yes. Um, for, like, ben Lomas, please keep us up to date. We, we want to know. Yes, we'll probably get yes. you back yes. on in six keep months and see where it is. I will. Send us photos. Flat stickers is if, if you know anyone who has one, yeah. Uh, shoot me up because we- A lot of our guys have some niche men. 3D printers and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell me if you've done parts uh, for Vals because we are generally interested. We'd rather not go through a company. No. So if you do do it, let us know because this is going to be a project for the next three to four years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, and I want to do the bodywork myself. So, you so know- So seven years. Seven- Man, you should buy a, a decent camera and film this. I know, you know, yeah. It, well, it, instead just of just doing it roughly on, and put on YouTube, or yeah, something. yeah. You know, I, I, w- I would love to see this, and It'd I think it's great. funny a comic putting together a yeah. It's it's you know, and, and my dream is like the ultimate. So just before we go, but there, there's one car like it just rubs me in the face. But they're the, the same model, the same. I think it's, we worked out the same. It's the same year, but even like month that it was released because we look at the number plate. It's only a couple of numbers. Is in mint condition around the corner from our house. Oh wow! Oh god! And I thought about. Stealing taking, parts. No, I thought Matt, about taking photos of that and sending that to the club rego. <laughs> oh, really? That doesn't work. I was going to say. That's like a bad Tinder date. Oh, like yeah. I'll add one more quick story because dad, dad always fixed our fucking tea, Cortina, which was a piece of shit. And always, but there used to be a guy who had one in a paddock out, out like he had a few wrecked cars. And then like, like twice a week, dad would drive me up to the side of the paddock and be like, all right, I need a new boot seal. Run and and this is not stealing. This is borrowing. Now run and go get a fucking boot seal. So I'm like, oh, oh, and have a screwdriver trying to open the boot. Pull the boots. He's like, go. The dogs are coming. The dogs are coming. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. Bonding. <laughs> it's bond, it, it is bonding. Yeah, like, it's great. Uh, but what I, don't but, tell your mum. <laughs> but, then, but then now it's like, and I can and I can see how you can get into it because then I'm like, there will be a point where you're like, but w- wish we had a garage, man. If we had a garage, it'd be a different. It would be a game you changer. You need a garage. But then once yeah. you get a garage, you're like, I need a hoist. And before you know, you spend ten grand on a hoist, yeah. like, and you're happy. Yeah. You're happy. You quit comedy yeah. and yeah. you just do what you want to do. Yeah. And so, and that's the only thing. My cousin, who's a mechanic, who's in Perth and has not one but two hoists, right? Yeah. And is a mechanic for the big trucks on the mine. And he all he does is just fix up cars. And I, part of me is like, I could just put it on a trailer. And just no, 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 no. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> but do it. Uh, Ben Lomas, thank you very much for joining us. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Yes, uh, my show's on sale for next year. Uh, the tour. Uh, it's called Any More Questions. So just come to my show, ask questions. It's fucking loose. Ask him about his car. Yeah, ask yeah. me the car. Yeah, come yeah. someone and ask me the car because then I, I've got a riff on that. Yes. I've got a 
Yes, yes, yes. yes uh, but ladies and gentlemen, until next time, keep it flat. Stick. <laughs> 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 <laughs>